Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, pet parents of senior dogs. I hope you guys are doing well. This is Dr. Monica Tarantino. I am a small animal veterinarian in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and thank you guys so much for being here. This week, we're gonna talk about hearing loss in older dogs. And this is a really important topic because oftentimes, as hearing loss begins to set in for our older dogs, it can be a little bit traumatic for some of them. In fact, some of them will actually develop anxiety from it. Not all of them, but some of them will. And so there's definitely a bit of a transition period that they go through. And I want to talk to you guys about that so you all know about it and are able to help them when they're going through this at home. So with the last episode, we talked about the different causes of hearing loss in older dogs. We talked about the signs that you can actually see with hearing loss. And what I'm going to do today is we're going to briefly go over some of the signs one more time. And then I'm going to talk to you guys about something that I call the adjustment phase to hearing loss. And this is really important for you guys to know about. And this is one of the things I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about. After we talk about the adjustment phase of hearing loss with our older dogs, we're going to talk about the techniques that you can use at home to help your dogs with hearing loss adjust in a way that is more positive and calming for them. We're going to briefly go over some of the signs real quick before we move on. So one of the first signs that owners will often notice will be that a historically very obedient dog will all of a sudden not listen to commands. So I gave the example in last week's episode of Trevor the Golden Retriever, who loved to play fetch with his mom. And he played this silly game at the end where when she would throw the ball, he would kind of stand over it for a second, pretend to sniff you know, a bush nearby and wait for her to actually call his name. And as soon as he heard her call his name, he'd grab that ball and he'd just run right back to her like it was was a fun game for him. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of stopped doing that. And Trevor's mom got frustrated with him and continued to call his name during this one event and would walk up to him calling his name. He still ignored her. And then when she got there and was frustrated and kind of reached for him, he was completely shocked and had no idea kind of why she was so mad at him. And come to find out when he came in for his physical exam, we discussed some of the things she was seeing at home. And it turns out he actually did have hearing loss that was age-related. That's one good example of when not listening was actually not them not listening. It was them just not hearing. And I had the same thing actually happen with Frodo, who was the love of my life dog. And he was an old Westie that I had. He's actually the dog that made me fall in love with senior dogs. So when he was older, we had this really teeny little fenced fenced in backyard when I lived in Blacksburg, Virginia. And Frodo would go out there and there came a point where I would call him and he would just continue to sniff around the perimeter of our yard and he couldn't really hear me. I remember getting frustrated with him because he wasn't listening. And that was actually during a period of time where his hearing was actually going. So that can be one really common sign. And that's not to be confused with selective hearing which I gave the example of Jose Jalapeno, who's my husky, who is a very selective listener. He seems to be able to hear me when I yell thing like cookies to him, but when I'm calling for his name to come back so that he stops barking, he seems to not hear me unless I'm yelling the word cookies. So that's different. So anyways, not responding to commands is one of the first things that you may notice. Another really common thing is your dog startling at different things. So the most common one I would say that I hear from 
owners is when they walk up to a senior dog that's sleeping. And when they wake, go to wake them up, they startle awake and they're very scared. And sometimes bites can actually happen when that when that's going on, especially if it's not like the main owner with kids. This is a really great example with kids. Sometimes if they startle an older dog that's sleeping and they don't wake them up in a gentle way, and we'll talk about that, they can actually cause them to startle awake and even kind of bite because they're, the dogs have no idea what's happening. They're just abruptly awoken by something they used to be able to hear was approaching, but now they they don't understand. So that's another example. Um, dogs will also startle at loud noises when their hearing starts to go. And that's a really interesting one for me because they're startling at loud sounds that in the past were not really an issue for them. So things like dropping a pot or an owner sneezing, or for us, actually this week we had Orwell, who's my new senior dog. He was startling at the ice maker, um, filling my glass with ice from the fridge. And that was a really loud clinging sound to him. And this is really important because sometimes with hearing loss in our older dogs, there is a decrease in their ability to hear average intensity noises while an increase in their sensitivity to loud noises. And so if you can imagine what it's like to really not hear anything at all, so the world's just silent, and then all of a sudden with a really loud jarring noise happens, it sounds even louder than it would have ordinarily. That can be very startling and really fear-inducing for some dogs. Those are the most common things that I'd say that I hear owners talking about, but I do have a whole list that I go through in the previous episode. So if you're trying to figure out what other signs there could be, please go back and listen to that. Let's move on to the next thing I want to talk to you guys, which is this concept of an adjustment phase. This is so important. This is one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this podcast episode because we don't talk about the adjustment phase of hearing loss in older dogs enough. As I stated in the intro, it can actually be really traumatic for some dogs. And I gave an example of why it's traumatic so you guys now kind of know why, especially if things such as loud noises are even louder to them, they don't hear anything in between those loud noises. That can be extremely startling, especially when dogs who has the age-related hearing loss, they used to have excellent hearing. And so they are not aware of what's going on or why the world seems so different to them. And I'm just going to bring up this random story because when I was doing research for this podcast, I came across a story about Helen Keller, who was blind and deaf. She was an activist. She was the first blind and deaf woman to actually graduate from college. So pretty, pretty amazing. And when she was asked about which sense was worse not to have, whether it was blindness or deafness. She said that it was deafness. She said that was because with blindness, she was cut off from things, but with deafness, she was cut off from people. And I always remember that when it comes to dogs. I know that it's not quite the same, but I do believe that I see them go through an adjustment phase with, with their loss of hearing. Our goal Our goal as their owners, as their family, is going to be to help them transition through this in a way that we can hopefully help create positive experiences for them. It's not easy on them. Our awareness and our dedication to using techniques to hopefully help them get through this really weird phase they're going through where they're losing one of their senses essentially, and their others are also probably starting to go too, side note. Our goal of helping them get through that in a way where they feel safe and aren't experiencing too much anxiety is extremely important for us. So what we'd like is for you to be able to recognize it quickly and encourage positive experiences for them during this period. And that includes their experience from everyone in the family. 
we don't have kids here. So it's just me and my fiance, two adults that are veterinarians. And Becca historically would always sleep with this one ear kind of tilted up. And so when she had her hearing, she had this like satellite dish ear that would just like kind of swirl around left and right, 180 sometimes. And she could mostly hear everything with that. And so when her hearing started to go and she lost that ability that she always, always used her entire life. That was a really big thing for her. Brent and I would startle her probably for like a year after her, after her hearing started to go. And so it was, it's a big thing for her. We, we still work on trying to wake her up. We have to be very careful and very thoughtful when we go to try to wake Becca up to this day because she startles so easily. This transition, if not handled appropriately, can cause a lot of anxiety on the part of the dog and even on the part of the people. How a dog will handle this adjustment phase of hearing loss will depend on their pre-existing personality and the experience you and your family create for them. Let's just make sure that as owners of senior dogs, that we're not making an assumption that our dog is purposefully ignoring us because the reality is that they may not be able to hear you as well or at all. And we really want to try to avoid disciplinary actions related to their new behaviors from hearing loss. Let's start getting into things that we can do at home to help our older dogs that have age-related hearing loss. And this episode, we're going to focus on three things that we can do. And then I'm going to have a mini episode next week that focus on three more things that we can do as well. Okay. But I'm so excited to get going with these, with these, with you guys. All right. So the very first thing that we can do for, to help your dog is learning how to be obvious for them. And this is especially important when we're approaching them. So we want to make sure that we are coming out in front of them when we approach them so that they can actually see us. And we want to avoid approaching them from the back or the sides. As I discussed earlier in this episode, age-related hearing loss in older dogs, I think that it can be linked to bites with older dogs and kids frequently. Um, Also, I think that probably (laughs) kids not learning how to kind of just leave an older dog be can cause bites as well. However, I I think that this is one of the things that will contribute towards a really well-behaved previously well-behaved older dog actually, you know, having an altercation with with someone because they actually have no idea that their hearing is gone and they just feel surprised sometimes, especially if you're not approaching them in a way where they can see you. And so I always try to be obvious when I approach dogs. I swear, this is so ridiculous, but sometimes I'll kind of like stomp a little bit as I get closer to Becca, who's our 15 and a half year old lab mix. And that way she can kind of feel the vibrations as I come up. Brent says that I stomp anyways. He says I stomp naturally. So I don't really have to try to stomp, but I purposely stomp when I walk towards Becca. So that's one thing about being obvious is you can kind of almost use like things like vibrations when you're walking towards an older dog to see if they feel them. Don't use loud noises. We talked about how loud noises are jarring. Vibrations are fine. Um, You can also sometimes do things such as when my dogs are outside and it's dark and I'm trying to call them to come in, I will oftentimes use things such as lights to get their attention. So I'll use like a flashlight that I'll shine kind of close to Becca so that she can see it and know to come back inside. And you can use things such as porch lights. You can shine them on and off and use those to try to make yourself a little bit more obvious and try to communicate a little bit better to your older dog. We talked about how we want to be obvious, and but we haven't actually talked about how you want to wake your older dog with hearing loss up. So that's the next thing that I want to talk to you guys about today, number two, which is how do we wake these older dogs with hearing loss up? And I have found that there is one really, there's two different ways that I approach it. 
So the first thing you want to do is you want to condition your deaf dog to wake easily in response to something such as a gentle touch. And so I will often start by first kind of like placing my hand gently in front of their nose. And yes, as dogs get older, they do start losing their sense of smell, but their sense of smell is far stronger usually than their than their hearing. And that's a scent, that is a sense that they rely on more heavily than hearing. I will often put my hand kind of in front of their nose, allow them to smell me and hopefully just kind of realize that I'm near. And then I will gently touch the dog and I'll usually touch them kind of on the shoulder or the back. And I'm always just prepared for a small jump uh, because they might do that. And then usually what happens is right after that jump, they just relax right away when they realize that it's you. So that's one technique you can use is just using your scent. Another thing that I love to do with Becca because she's such a food hound and I've talked to you guys about that before. She will run over people for food and she's like a gentle soul. So it's really funny, but she will do anything for food. So I love to also wake her up with a um, treat, like a really smelly treat that we have here that she really loves. So like snossages or something like that. I'm not like, I'm not telling you guys to get snossages. I'm just telling you, get a really yummy, smelly treat that they love. Um, So I will often have a treat for Becca in my hand and I'll kind of like have have it just kind of gently in front of her nose. And now Becca's to the point where as soon as she smells this treat, she opens her eyes and just immediately like starts chomping towards my hand. So I have to be really careful not to make sure that Becca, she just gets so excited. I have to be really careful and have her just be gentle. Like, hey, it's, it's okay. Just you're going to get the treat. Just take it easy as she gets it. So she, I think she, she actually loves waking up like that. I personally find it a little bit more jarring because it's just how she goes from like, like goes from like sleeping like a vampire to waking up and all of a sudden like chomping like an alligator. But I think that's the way that she prefers to be woken up. I prefer the other way, which is just letting her smell, you know, my scent, but whatever, whatever she wants, uh, Becca gets. So I will do the treat thing with her because I think that's what she prefers. So those are just two ways that will allow you to help create a more gentle, a more positive experience for your dogs when they wake up. Another important thing here to consider is I always tell visitors, I ask them not to wake Becca up or my any of my older dogs up when they're sleeping. And I think that that's the same should go for, for children, small children. Um, our dogs are so gentle and loving and often our little ones are just not that coordinated <laughs> or as gentle as they need to be. And so I really don't want anyone startling an older dog. And you guys should know this too, but you know, most older dogs are also dealing with arthritis. Some have chronic pain from that. They're dealing with their hearing loss. They're dealing with a lot of different processes. And I really just think they just need that extra kind of TLC, especially when it comes to being woken up. The third thing that we're going to talk about today before we end our episode is going to be planning ahead. It is best if you guys start planning ahead for your dog losing its hearing now. That is important because once your dog loses their hearing, they're going to be relying largely on their vision should they still have that. Okay, so now when we have Becca come, we have this hand motion that we use to get her to come. It is a lot easier to get your older dog with hearing loss to respond to you, to respond to your what you want them to do if you have already associated commands with hand movements. And they have a whole bunch of different ways for you to do that, especially if you have taken them to training in the past. There are ways that you, proper ways to actually do that with your dog. But if you just want to do it in a way where your entire family uses it, um, the same the same hand motion for the same command, you can certainly do that as well. Just make it obvious like we talked about for the first thing that you want to do. So plan ahead with these guys and you will have the best luck with them. 
I hope that you guys found that review of hearing loss in older dogs helpful. And hopefully that really helped put things into perspective for you guys, for you, if you're dealing with hearing loss in your older pet at home. Those three tips are going to be really important for you guys to start working on now. If you, even if you don't have an older dog with hearing loss and you just have a middle-aged dog, you just have to be listening to this podcast. Start with the planning ahead now. Next week, we're going to have a mini episode that I, I think I had mentioned previously. We we have a couple little mini episodes here. Next week's mini episode is going to fi- finish up with the very last three tips that I have for you guys dealing with hearing loss with older dogs at home. And they're really good ones, guys. So stay tuned for next week. If you guys have not done so already and you're able to leave me a review on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you guys listen to this, it would mean the world to me. I hope you guys are getting value from these podcasts. I try to put in as much stuff that will be helpful to you as I can. So if you guys would leave me a review, I would super appreciate it. If you're interested in hearing from me a little bit more often, I actually have a weekly newsletter that I send out and it just goes through a really brief summary of things that are relevant to senior dogs to help you guys out. So if you guys are interested in signing up for that, head to my website and just hit subscribe and I would be happy to get you guys on my weekly newsletter email. Otherwise, I hope you guys are having an amazing week. Give your senior dogs a hug and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for being here.